Hey, sweet mama, do you want to feel patient and calm with your children? Are you sick of constantly overreacting, yelling, and even experiencing mom rage with your family? Do you find yourself up late at night consumed with mom guilt and remorse for your words and actions with your kids? Do you wish you could have daily alone time to feel restored and connect with God? There is a way to take care of yourself guilt-free and show up as a calm, patient, and kind mama to your kids. Hey, I'm Elizabeth, and I'm a stress coach for Christian moms. I'm a wife, a mom of four, and the daughter of the king. Want to know how to become present, peaceful, and calm mama? I'm about to teach you how to connect with God, master your mindset, set healthy boundaries, and be in control of your emotions. My friend, I pray that this podcast blesses you. I'm Elizabeth, and you are listening to Emotionally Healthy Legacy Podcast. Do you ever get frustrated with your kids when you're expecting them to do something and they're not doing it the way you're expecting them to do it? And then you feel frustrated and then you feel angry that it's just not going your way. I can relate. I can relate. Imagine even sitting down with your kids to have a Bible story, to have evening devotions. I have kids, I have three boys and a toddler. And oftentimes our toddler is already in bed. And so it would be our three boys, a 12-year-old, a nine-year-old, and a six-year-old. And when I first became a mom, I imagined this vision in my head that they would all sit still and they would quietly listen to reading the Bible. And then they would answer questions and it would go so smooth and so well. And then the reality happened of actually having kids and multiple kids and trying to do Bible story time with them. The reality is very different. I have a nine-year-old that loves to do cartwheels and handstands against the wall. I have a six-year-old that likes to be upside down on the couch with his head on the couch with his legs up in the air. My nine-year-old also loves to fidget with his hands and move his body. He has a really hard time sitting still. My 12-year-old oftentimes likes to pick on his brothers just to get some stimulation and get something going. He does well, probably for the most part, out of all three boys. Besides the point, it's just not going the way I expected in my mind to go. So let's talk about having unrealistic expectations as a mom of our children and how that can lead to frustration and to anger and how we can adjust those expectations and adjust what we're expecting ourselves to do in that moment. So welcome to this new podcast episode on Mindset. I try to release a new podcast episode on Monday in regards to mindset and motherhood, it could be mindset about yourself, what you think about yourself, or what you think about your kids, or parenting, whatever it is, but adjusting your mentality and mindset around a certain topic to help you see things from a different perspective. Because as you will learn in this podcast episode, what we think affects the way that we feel and the actions that we take. And so I want to also tell you, I updated my free training that I have for you. If you scroll down in the show notes, there's a next step section and it is step number one. It is to sign up for for a free training. It is five steps to break free from mom rage shame. So if you have ever experienced an episode of mom rage and yelling and screaming at your kids, saying things that you regret and just 
acting in a way that is ungodly and hurtful to your children, and then you are filled with shame and remorse and guilt over what you just did and said, and you will go to sleep feeling like the worst mom in the world, and you just don't know how to process those feelings and and release those feelings, this training is for you. It has a step-by-step process, what you can do and also helps you understand where that anger even came from and then the different types of guilt and shame and so it is so so good I literally poured all my best into it it is completely free for you to sign up for that training so my friend scroll down to the show notes you can either just click on the link or go to endmomshame.com and it's going to lead you to that sign up all right Also, I wanted to let you know, did you know that you can actually leave me a voice message or even fill out a Google form with questions you would like for me to answer on the podcast? If you scroll down in the show notes, there's a section over there that says, leave me a voice message or you can fill out a Google form with some questions that you can answer that you want me to answer on the show. And I will do that for you to support you. In that way, maybe there's something specific that keeps coming up in your family dynamic or in how you're feeling and you just don't know how to address it. So I will do my best with the knowledge that I do have. And so if you want to leave me a voice message, I will respond to you. I love doing that. I love, love, love connecting with you. Okay, let's get into this episode because it's a good one. Okay, so let's get back into expectations. Let's play out some scenarios that you will find probably really relatable if you have multiple kids. Your kids sit in church with you. Maybe your five-year-old, seven-year-old, maybe your 12-year-old, maybe you have a two-year-old that sits with you in church. And you are expecting for them to sit still and behave well, well, because there's other people around and... You told them ahead of time in the car that this is what their expectation is. Some families allow their kids to use either iPads or drawer, you know, coloring pads or whatever it is to keep them occupied. But some families just expect their kids to sit still at church. Well, what happens if they don't? You set that expectation. You communicate it. Awesome. Great. What happens if they don't? What do you do? Remind them. Tell them again to sit still. You're feeling frustrated. You're starting to feel mad. You're starting to feel embarrassed. And it's just building up inside. By the time you get home, you're fuming or you get in the car and you're fuming that your kids were not meeting your expectations because you set these expectations that they need to follow and you did communicate them. Correct? I'll give you another example. That happened over the weekend. We took our kids to the circus, a local circus that came into town where we live. And my kids were doing good. Everybody was doing great except my two-year-old. In the sense that I have a -a two-and-a-half-year-old who doesn't care to sit still for two hours in one spot and watch a show. She would prefer to run around. And if my expectation is I'm expecting her to sit still and not move around and just watch the show the whole time, what is going to happen when she doesn't? I feel frustrated. I feel agitated. I feel annoyed. I feel mad. Whatever it might be. And then what do I do? 
I try to just make her sit still and just growl at her or whatever. Just use my firm voice. Well, what if I adjusted my expectation that this is a two-year-old, and yes, I can expect my six-year-old older boys to sit still and be engaged because they are at that age level. Well. What if I adjusted my expectation for my two-year-old? The two-year-olds don't sit still in one spot. This is not normal for them unless they're sick or disabled. They are so active. They have so much energy. And she has a hard time sitting still and being focused because she's just not there yet. She is not developmentally there yet. And if I adjust my expectation and choose to be adaptive to the current circumstances, I feel differently about the situation. And here's what I did do. I reminded myself, this is normal for a two-year-old, for them to move around, want to get around, and I'm choosing to be adaptive and creative. So what am I going to do right now? Is If that's who I'm choosing to be, adaptive and creative, what am I going to do in this moment? I ended up walking out with her and letting her run around in the hallways over there. And that's just what we did. Did I miss the show? Yes, I did. I missed some part of the show and my husband and I took turns and would it be nice if she just sat and still and paid attention? It would be. And that's not the reality. The reality is different. The circumstances are different. And if I keep trying to fight the circumstances, it wouldn't work. I tried giving her cotton candy little by little to keep her occupied. And then what I was doing wasn't working anymore. So I had to get adaptive. Instead of forcing her to sit there and just feeling so mad that she's not listening, I adjusted my expectations. This is normal for a two-year-old to want to run around, and it's hard for her to sit still and pay attention. I knew that when I bought the tickets. So I'm choosing to be adaptive to the circumstances. Here's another circumstance, situation that maybe you related to, flying with a baby or a toddler. Maybe... You have used to fly by by yourself before and you think of flying just chilling and sitting on your own and just watching a movie and just, just relaxing and having a good time. Well, if that is your expectation when you have a two-year-old, when you have a six-month-old, for you to just sit there and watch a movie, it won't go so well. I remember a friend of mine shared with me that they were traveling far and they had a They had a six-month-old at that time and a -a two-and-a-half-year-old, and they were traveling many hours to a different country, and her husband was feeling frustrated because he wanted the kids to stay quiet and for him to take a nap. Well, obviously, they're not. They're little, (laughs) and you have a six-month-old that is crying, and of course, of course, it's frustrating. Of course, it feels embarrassing. You're thinking, what are other people thinking? I'm a terrible parent. Someone's giving you a dirty look and all the things. And then, but you're, if you're expecting your baby to be perfect, if you're expecting your kids to be perfect, you're going to quickly realize that that's not the reality. And if that's your expectation of them, you will feel really frustrated. You will feel resentful. You will feel bitter. And then your actions are going to be not aligned with who you want to be. And so I remember when I was taking a mommy, mommy mindset course by Tessa Romero this fall, 
I've mentioned this course before and I will link it in the show notes. It is so good. If you want to work on this mindset mentality, this is the kind of stuff that I'm talking about right now. If you want to adjust your mindset and you believe that most of your frustration and anger towards your kids comes from your mindset, not your burnout, not overscheduling, not other things, but like specifically what you think about your kids, then this course is worth so much more than what she's charging. Like, it is gold. If you're going to do the work and implement what she teaches, it is so amazing, totally transformative, totally worth it. So what I want to let you know is that is that when in that course I had to write down what are my expectations of my kids. I had to write down like 15 expectations that I have of my children. How do I expect them to behave in the mornings? How do I expect them to behave during church or at school? Or, you know, how do I expect them to do chores and go to sleep at night? All these things. How do I expect them to brush their teeth at night? And when I wrote it down on paper, I realized that I'm literally expecting my kids to be perfect. I knew that they don't meet all those expectations, but what I'm expecting out of them is literally perfection like little robots. I'm expecting them to be perfect, to behave all the time, listen to me all the time, immediately do as I ask with a good attitude. I'm literally expecting that out of my kids. Well, what happens when they don't meet that? What then? Hmm? What am I expecting myself to do? That's what Tessa teaches in that course. She's like, what are you expecting yourself to do in that moment? And I want to give her credit because like a lot of this mindset stuff specifically towards motherhood, I learned from her and it is so, so good. I promise you that course is totally worth the money. Please go check it out. I really think the reviews and the description doesn't give it enough credit, truly. I really think it's so much better than it's what is described. And when you get into it, it is that amazing. And so I just wanted to share that and point that out there because I reached out to her and I'm like, hey, can I promote your course? Because it's that good. Like it's so good. And I decided for those moms that sign up to work with me in my coaching container, I will give them this course at the end because I truly think it's that good. It's that good. I promise you. Here's what I want you to know about expectations is what you believe will affect what you think. What you think will affect what you feel and what you feel will affect the actions that you take. So if you believe that children have to behave perfectly, you are going to think thoughts that are aligned with that. You're going to think that I'm expecting my kids to behave well and sit still, let's say at the circus or at church or whatever it is. And then you feel frustrated when it's not happening the way that you want it to be, right? And then your actions are probably a little bit more rough and agitated and just snappy and maybe unpleasant and are not aligned with how you want to show up as a mom. And so one thing that I want you to know today is that you can change your belief. You can change beliefs that are not serving you anymore. And and question them. What I believe, is this even true? Is this expectation realistic to sit, to get my kids to sit still in church for two hours? And not move around and not wiggle and, you know, just pay attention. Is that even realistic for a three-year-old? If it's not, 
then what can I do to shift my belief? If that first original belief, is it even serving you? Or is it creating a lot of frustration and negativity in your motherhood? If And if it is, well, what can you change? What can you shift in your mindset and perspective to think differently about the situation? Okay, so for me, it was shifting that it's normal for a two-year-old to behave like this at the circus. She's doing her best to her mental, emotional, and physical capacity. My job is to guide her and be there for her and be the calm for her. That is my job as a mom, and that's what I'm choosing to to be. I am adaptive and creative. That's who I'm choosing to be as a mom. That's one of my I am statements that I write down on a regular basis. I am adaptive to current circumstances. And if I'm adaptive, I'm also creative, okay? So if I am adaptive and creative, if that's who I'm choosing to be as a mom, what would an adaptive and creative mom do in this moment? If you and I want to be more like Christ, let's think about it. Remember that term, what would Jesus do? Like, if you think of Jesus, is he adaptive? Is he creative? Is he warm? Is he compassionate? Is he loving? Is he kind? Yeah, he is. So if the circumstances, let's say he was watching your kiddo at church and they're not paying attention, what would he do in that moment? How would he think about your child in that moment? Would he think, oh my gosh, he's doing this on purpose just to agitate me and make my life miserable and embarrass me in front of all the other parents and look at this? No, Jesus wouldn't think those thoughts. Because if you think those things, you'll feel frustrated if you're warm and loving and compassionate. Jesus was loving towards his kids. He said, be like children. He understood that children are children, right? And so when we shift our perspective And how we think about our children, we feel differently in the circumstance and the situation. So here's what I want you to do. This is your action step. I want you to journal about this. When your kids are not meeting your expectation the way they should behave, what are you expecting yourself to do? So first you can write down an expectation. What are you you expecting of your children in their behavior at church? Let's get back to the whole church situation. And When they are not meeting that expectation, what are you expecting yourself to do in that moment? Because the truth is, you are only responsible for your own thoughts, your own words, and your own actions. That is what you are accountable for and responsible for. And when you stand in front of the Lord, he's going to ask you about your words and actions and your thoughts, not your children's. So if your children are not behaving the way that you want them to behave, that the way you want to raise them, well, what are you going to do in that moment? What are you expecting yourself to do in that moment? How can you shift your thoughts to serve you better, to create the feelings that you want to have in motherhood? So how can you shift your thoughts about your children to have the feelings that you want? It is normal for kids to have a hard time sitting still for two hours. It is really hard. They have a lot of energy and they just want to wiggle around. So maybe if we bring some coloring pads or or some things that they can play quietly with, it's going to keep their hands occupied so that they can focus better. And you're choosing to be adaptive to the current circumstance. So then you feel differently. You don't feel as frustrated because you expect your children to be children. 
Yes, you can still communicate what you need them to do. And when they don't, you realize that that's the reality that it is. They're having a hard time. They're not giving you a hard time. They're having a hard time. Imagine you just having to still sit still for 10 hours straight, even on the plane. It's hard, even for us adults. Of course, it's hard for our children to sit still for a couple hours because they have so much more energy than we do. I wish I had some of my kids' energy. Besides the point, adjusting your thoughts to feel differently in the circumstances. So here's your takeaway from today. Your beliefs affect your thoughts. Your thoughts affect your feelings and your feelings affect your actions. If you feel negative feelings, your actions are going to be negative. If you want to change your actions, you got to change your feelings, you got to change your thoughts, and you got to change your beliefs. You go backwards from that. Okay, number two, you can change your beliefs and what you expect your children to do and change the feelings that you feel and the actions that you take. You can actually change your beliefs. You question them. Is this even true, what I'm expecting my kids to do? Is this even realistic? And if it's not, how can I adjust that to to a realistic standard for my kids to serve me better and my whole family, right? And number three, I want you to journal about this, okay? I want you to write down several expectations that you have of your children. And then next time they don't meet those expectations, what are you expecting yourself to do in that moment? And I want you to write it out in a positive way. What positive way are you going to respond, not react, respond to your children's behavior in that moment? And when you practice it on paper, outside of a heated moment, what you will notice is that your mind is going to be able to access that in the heat of the moment a lot more with practice. We'll be able to access that in the heat of the moment and you'll be able to respond more better and Christ-like and God-honoring. There is a phrase in the book, Triggers, that I had the author on my podcast here before Wendy speak and there's a phrase in that book it says figure out what you mean to say before you say something mean there's so many verses in proverbs about our tongue and the power of our tongue and our actions and how we are responsible for that and so there's so much power in that my friend figure out what you mean to say before you say something mean to your kids okay so journal about it What are you going to say and do in that moment? So then in the heat of the moment, you're able to access that action step, okay? All right. So if you've been listening to this podcast and you've been enjoying it and you found it helpful, my friend, this is the kind of work I do with you if you choose to take the next step and invest in my coaching container. If you're struggling with constantly yelling and screaming at your kids, just reacting in anger, hating the kind of mom that you are for your children, feeling like you're angry all the time. Maybe your husband is saying, what happened to my lovely wife? Why are you feeling angry all the time? Maybe your kids don't even want to be around you. Or maybe they feel unsafe coming to you and telling you the truth about something because they are afraid of your angry reactions. My friend, there is hope for you. And I can help you if you want to break generational anger patterns and cultivate peace and calm in your home and actually take action on it and make those changes, I can support you in that. I have a 12-week step-by-step coaching program that is going to get you there. And if you are interested, you can scroll in the show notes and book a consultation call with me and get on a call with me and we can chat if my 
program is the next best step for you in managing your anger well. And if it's not, I will direct you somewhere where you can seek help that will serve you better. All right? If you have found this podcast helpful, could you do me a favor? Like, do me a massive favor and text this podcast episode to three girlfriends and say, hey, I listened to this awesome podcast and it has been so helpful for me. I think you should listen to it. That would be the best way that you can support me right now. And at the end, I wanted to share with you on one of my favorite Amazon products. And that is a mug that I use every single day to drink my coffee and to drink my tea during the day. And it is called Be Still Mug. And it's written Be Still and No on the mug. And I want to have more stillness in my life and more understanding in my life. And there's a Bible verse that says, be still and know that I am God. And I don't know, that mug just really like resonated with me. Be still and know. And I'm drinking from it right now. And I'm holding it right now. So if you like that kind of stuff, the link is in the show notes for you to check out that mug, my friend. Thank you so much for showing up and being here. And until next episode. Hi, friend. Did you learn something new or found value in this episode? If so, would you stop right now and share this episode with one Christian mama friend who has young kiddos and could benefit from this message? Word of mouth is the best way to spread the word and grow this podcast. Also, if you enjoyed this podcast, would you please rate and review on Apple Podcasts so I know that this content is helpful and I can continue to create more episodes. This is really the only way for me to know that you are blessed by this podcast. I'll see you soon, my friend. God bless you.